but I'm going to sing this a few songs tonight, and then we'll go ahead and get started. We've got some special singing the rest of the week, and a lot of people had their church tonight. Thank you, make it. And uh, we've got Brother Rio from Philippines coming in tomorrow night. He's coming over here to the church. Everybody see the church steps over here, the, the, the railing and all we just done? Beautiful with it. But they're coming up here and staying um, for a while, and they're going to be singing for us some this week. They'll be coming in tomorrow, so they'll be here before revival. And they're excited that we have a revival leader coming in. And then we've got some other singers coming in this week. So we're going to be praying, and we're just going to look to see what God's going to do. Amen. But open, open your heart and, uh, and let God do some feeding on you this week. So y'all pray for me. Shall be 
Off is where the heart is. My heart's on the Though I'm in the all my own. I've been given the key by the carpenter who gathered me. Interest paid, the titles made to me. This price is about love. Everybody dreams. 
You know, church. I know it's gonna be exciting to me tell you. I have feel My daddy just died in September and I was looking for moms long ago and it's just not right going over moms without daddy there. It's just totally different. And it just it bothers me to be honest with you. Mom said I called my man today and had a hard time going up there. I do, but I had a really hard time. He said, You just don't act right when you come in. This mom and daddy's like he's always been. But you know, when I get to heaven, I want to see Jesus first. Because I personally believe, you know, I can't find nowhere in Scripture, but I believe the God that saves you, the God that loves you, the God that rescues you out of your sin will be the moment you close your eyes in death. I believe God will be there personally. Jesus Christ will be there personally to take you across. I believe that. And that's just what I believe. And uh, old J.D. Summer used to sing a song called I Won't Have to Cross Jordan Alone. And I believe that. And uh, so I'm just excited to know that we're going home one day now. I didn't buy my ticket today. Uh, I really didn't. But you know what? If God comes, if Christ calls us out of here tonight, I'm excited about it. And the Bible tells us he's coming after those who will be watching and waiting. But we got a special man here tonight, special to me anyway, really special to you, I don't know. But he's special to me and my wife. He was my pastor for several years. He's always been near and dear to my heart. Every time I think about him, I can just cry. Because he was a man that preached the gospel without compliments. And he'd stand on the word. 
And I remember back in March of 93, Christy was <laughs> sitting there on the back pew with me. Mom and daddy drove us to church. We didn't want to go. Mom and daddy made us go to church. And as we sat there that night, Christy got under conviction. And after the service, she sat there. She didn't go down to the altar, but she sat there. And after the service, I said, are you okay? She said, no, I'm lost. I need to get saved. I grabbed Brother John. Brother John, she needs to get saved. And me and her, Brother John, went back to the study. He led her to Christ. But then on my way home that night, the Holy Ghost jumped in the courtroom. <laughs> a little after 10 o'clock that night, I remember the call. I said, Brother John, I'm lost. I need to be a saint. Falling on my face in the bathroom floor in my dad's house. Every time I see that bathroom, terrified. He was falling out of Jesus coming to my heart. God made a difference. I went to school to come and ask him to say to get up the same place. And he truly my heart to say. Brother John, you come on. This is Brother John Forrest. How to describe him, I don't know. He's tall and he's muscular. <laughs> and he's big and all that. But I will tell you, I love you with all my heart. You made me love him tonight. But I won't ever want to stand here tonight in the honor of God's land. He'll sit you down and leave you standing the whole time. All right, I tell you, but you just go ahead and sit back. You can't even stand up anyway, right? It, it really is. And I'm going to be at highest humility when I say this. It is an honor to be here with you folks uh, next couple of nights. Uh, Brother Jeremy, you're precious to me too. I look back at the folks who had an opportunity to win to the Lord. And uh, there's not many of us still serving God. Yeah. And you are. And that, that means a lot to me. You're still taking a stand. You and Sister Christy both. And I appreciate that. It has been a very pleasant surprise for me tonight to see many friends that I didn't think I was going to get to see. Mm -hmm. Folks I used to go to church with years ago, right down the road here. And uh, what a blessing it is to see those folks. Uh, Brother Ronnie Nicholson, I'm going to call him out. <laughs> but Brother Ronnie was the first man. The first person in my life to put a love in my heart in King James Bible. And I owe a lot to Brother Ronnie Dennis. And I appreciate him and saying he took those years uh, teaching me. I was in his Sunday school class for about four years, learning a lot of Bible in that time. And I, I just appreciate that so much. Again, it's good to be here. Uh, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth. Now, folks, I tell you, you do something for me this week, and I'll do something for you. I, I try to be very, when I go through the Bible means, I try to be very, very aware and conscious of how physically uh, strenuous it can be to get up code for Bible every night. And I understand that. Come on. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up at 4.30 and get ready for work, go to work like you know, that I wouldn't have to change my work schedule this week. I'm going to travel to Ashburn, work all day, travel home. You're ready for me to come back, just like you folks want to And so I'm trying not to wear people in. I understand you got young as you need to get to bed. 
You got to give them faith. You got to get up in the morning, get them off the school. I understand how all that works. So if you try to come and be faithful to me, I'm doing my best to be good to you. So I'll get, get you out here at this time while at the same time preaching on God. Amen. Amen. Good to have my wife here with me tonight. Appreciate her coming. Good to have my son Nathan and his girlfriend Carrie. Appreciate him supporting the meeting as well. I do ask you to pray for my pastor, Brother Leonard Mask. He's not only my pastor, he's my father-in-law. But he's a very sick man. He just went through his second open heart surgery this last November. He's had a lot of complications from that. He called the house this morning about 20 minutes before we left to go to church. He said, I can't preach today. So I had to preach at my church this morning. And he's a very sick man. We love him. And he's one of those soldiers that stood the test of time. And so if you would, sometime this week, just find a place here. Hey, God, and ask God. Uh, we're waiting on a report to find out whether he has uh, cancer of the stomach right now. And we're praying that he doesn't. So please, please pray about that. I would greatly appreciate it. Amen. The book of Ruth. The book of Ruth. If someone was to ask me, what's your favorite book in the Bible? It would have to be the book of Ruth. I love the book of Ruth. Uh, people would tell you, well, the book of Ruth is just a pretty little love story in a place in the Bible where a love story needed to take place. Let me tell you something about it. The book of Ruth is much, much more deep. Mm -hmm. yeah. The book of Ruth is about a Gentile woman being redeemed by a Jewish redeemer. Amen. That's why I think about that for a minute. A Gentile being redeemed by a Jewish redeemer. You're a Gentile. Yes, yep. Jesus Christ is Jewish and that kind of tells you what that book is about. Yeah. Uh, the book of Ruth is has some of the, the greatest mythology in it of all, all the books in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Ruth is a picture or type of the, the born again child of God. person needs to get saved. And she marries a man by the name of Boaz, who's a Jewish redeemer. And he comes along and redeems He's a type of Jesus. So you see, the, the book of Ruth is a book. The whole thing of the is grace. You've got four chapters in the book of Ruth, and all four chapters are just filled with grace all the way through. And, and, the, and the positioning of the book of Ruth is no accident. you got Ruth follows the book of Judges. Mm -hmm. Now, Judges is a record of man's ultimate failure under the law. And then the book of Ruth chapter 4, verse 7. And for Samuel, we introduced a man by the name of Saul. And Saul is a type or picture of the Antichrist. So you've got a book that's in between the Old Testament law and, and, the, and the Antichrist tribulation period. And that period is the period of grace. Oh, so the book of Ruth is going back in the dispensation of law and stepping ahead in time to the dispensation of grace. Explain to us how to help you do this. Amen. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So let's start reading in chapter one, verse one. However, I'll tell you all that we're going to preach. We're actually going to be preaching on something else, Lord, Lord will. So, Ruth, chapter one, verse one. Follow along if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, but you should. Verse one. Now, it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine. In the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah. Now, this is the same Bethlehem that Jesus Christ was born. In fact, the events that take place in the book of Ruth determine that Jesus Christ was born. It's all part of time together. 
And there was a famine in Bethlehem, Judah. And, and, and the name Bethlehem, Judah, means house of bread, house of praise. Looks mm. like a pretty good place to live, don't I like bread? We don't do it. They don't fit too well by low carbohydrate. To sojourn in the country of Moab. Now, Moab is, is God's water bottle. In my name, Moab is a wicked, nasty place. Its descendants are the people of an ancestral relationship with Lot and his daughter. After Sodom was destroyed. And here you got a man leaving the house of bread and the house of praise going down to the second time. Now that tells you right there, this story's not going to get one. That's not a good move. But here we are, it's some 6,000 years, almost 6,000 years later, and God's people still doing it. Yeah. I mean, they, they up in their life. Well, one man in their right mind would take a children out of a free church class, jump them up to a big body, and take them out of church every Sunday. They love Don't make sense. What man would take this man out of In the country of Moab, and those people, and his wife, and his two sons. See, everything that needs to be seen, you can take from it. That was all that. Those first two. And, and the name of a man was Limelech. Now, this is interesting. The name of Limelech means my God's king. Now, what does a man whose name means my God's king living in the house of Babel and a new man named Sister? He thinks he's destroying the same story, but he's living in the house of Babel. And the name of his wife, and 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 his can you see something? See, God's going to hold all that for us as we go through this. Ephratites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they came to the country of Moab, the second time, and continued there. Now, sojourn means hey, kind of like an extended vacation. Go down for a month or two, you know, chill, hang out with it. Or, you now, they don't tell why he died, how he died, he just died. They didn't come to test. 
that he died. And we knew that before now. And she was left and her two sons. Now, those first four, it, it just keeps getting worse. It's a downward slide the whole way. And they took them wives and went Something they could do, according to the law. They got some of these old, these women from Moab, and they should marry. The name of the one was Orpah. Now, the name Orpah is interesting. It means athletic one or like a deer. Y'all did that again. Y'all will wake up tonight and actually laugh yourself back to sleep. <laughs> You got a woman who's a deer, athletic. She's married on sickly beauty. A one of them. I don't know the Well, yeah, the Bible on the text. Now, it's not hard to discern who's the head of that woman. Yeah. A pleasant one to look at, or beautiful. She's a good one. Okay. And they dwell there, don't you see it? About 10 years. What happened to Sojourner? What happened to that? You still got that name of the house of bread? Now they've been here 10 long years. But it's even worse than verse 5. Mary and Chile died also. What did they say that? I mean, that was sickly and puny. They weren't going to last long down there, right? Mary and Chile died also, both of them. And the woman was left to her two sons and her husband. See how bad it got? See, that decision made way back there in verse 1. This is kind of trying to get away from the family for a little while down there and sit there. We won't stand there long. Look where he's at. Um, you know how many families in this county are destroyed for decisions? Is that true? Yeah, I Notice with me. And verse 6. Then she arose with her two daughters. Verse 6 is the first I want to preach from tonight. And she arose and her daughters in law that she might return from the country of Moab. That's, that's a good thing. Or listen, she had heard, she had heard, I want you to listen to that, to remember that, she had heard in the country of Moab, the Lord had gifted his people and given them bread. At the whole point of her life, having lost everything that was dear to her, he hears it. He hears that God is once again visiting the people. And, and I don't know, but I really believe at that moment, Naomi's heart. It's as immediately taken back to the place when she lived in Bethlehem and God was walking and felt she did this. And it was near and dear to her to think about the times she went with grandma and grandpa and mom and daddy to the church house. And God poured out his spirit on people, and people were praying and shouting and singing. And she had those memories of all her God was I think she remembered back to the day that she gave herself to the Lord. I she remembered so many things. And she just hears that God. Now, the very first place you ever find the word visit in the Bible is over there where God visits Sarah and leaves a baby in her womb by the name of Isaac. Now, when God visits somebody, you look at it in the Bible sometimes. Every time God visits somebody, he leaves something by and she said, God has visited his people and giving them bread. She realizes something is going on. Things are running again in Bethlehem. There is no time. Obviously, the people got hungry God. They got hungry for God. And God said, okay, you're hungry. I'm going to give you that bread. 
What is it about that was going on in Bethlehem that made God say, I'll visit my people again? What is it that a church like this church should be doing, Lord, for God to visit? Tonight, with the help of God, I want to preach a message for this time the kind of church that God would visit. Kind of church that God visits. We didn't have my son Nathan here with me. Nathan asked God's blessing on the message and blessing. Dear Grace and Heavenly Father, Lord, put these things that are around me in your house. Lord, we keep the blessing that I have free, Lord, to come here and, and praise you, Lord, and, and teach about you and learn about you. Lord, just thank you so much, Lord, Lord. I'm going to pray for the blessing here and serve Lord, and I'll use it in will, Lord, and use it week. And I uh, pray for day, Lord, as you continue to do the words that you want to say. Amen. 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 What kind of church will God be? Is I believe we can find that answer right here in the book of Ruth, the four chapters. I'm going to give you four things, four things, one of the things that God will do to church for him to visit. And those four things are found in each of the four chapters of the book of Ruth. The first thing I believe, the first thing the church I believe God will visit is a healthy church. Is a healthy church. Notice, uh, if we continue along in chapter one, uh, jump over there to uh, verse 19. So they two went, so they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass to them, and all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? Obviously, Naomi and Elimelech were, were someone of importance, someone that had some, some a little bit of notoriety in the town, and everybody was talking about Naomi after 10 long years finally coming back. Look at what she said for and she said to them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mama. Now, the word bar means bitter. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. She said, Hey, don't call me Naomi. Thank you. 
It's a big one, but that's a hard to tell you. Some years ago, I, I'm thankful I'm here today. I'm in the ministry today. I'm still serving God today because I had a preacher that reached out to me when I was at one of my lowest times of my life. Come on, Brady. I didn't give up the thought of ever preaching again. I'm not worthy to preach some things I've done. That preacher called me one day and said, hey, brother, this is my family for me preach. Brother Bobby Utley is in Minneapolis. You know, I said, Brother Utley, do you really know me? He said, I'm a reckon. He's going to I mean, he's going to I mean, straight to the point, brother. Bold as a line. And I said, uh, he said, no, I don't. I said, you know anything about me? No, I don't. Did you really want me to preach? He said, well, I'm coming to you. I said, he said, do you want to preach God? No, I'm not. I said, yes, sir, I do. So I went there. And that day, that church took me and loved me and gave me a love offer. They didn't know who I was. And I left everything to thank God. Just forgiveness. Amen. Thank God. There's some people who are Thank God for that. God's a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Listen, we got a young man in our church. I say young, know, younger than me. That don't make you young, but been a drug addict all his life. You talk about a mess, it's a mess. What he'll do, he'll come to church, he'll get cleaned up, go to rehab, get cleaned up. One, one of the most talented, brother Terry, one of the most talented young men I've ever seen to play any instrument, sing any note, play any. Things that he could be doing great. He'll come to church. He'll say, I got cleaned up. Our church will take him back in. We'll love him. We'll let him play. We'll let him sing. We'll let him serve the Lord best he can. But in a couple months, he'll get out there in the world, get messed up again, lie to a lot of our people. We can take money from some of our people. They can go out and get them on for a year or two. He'll show up again. And, and he'll go through the same process. And he's done that in the last. I don't know, 10, 11 years, he's done that about seven times. And, and, and I know what some people are thinking, even in our own church. Oh, man, he just keeps doing that same old thing. Let's just forget about it. But you know what? Every time he walks to that door, it says, I'm back. You know what we do? We welcome him. Because who's to say that next time we welcome back ain't the time to stick? God can use him. So the first type of church that God will visit is a helping church. Yeah. The second type of church that church will help that God will visit is a hungry church. It's a hungry church. Go with me to chapter 2, verse 2. He said, In room, the bull by the seven day, I'll be laying down the field and clean his corn. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and cleaned in the field after the big verse. Was the land of the field of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the kinsman of Elimelech. God will visit a hungry church. You see, they had to glean. If you want to be high, you've got to be hungry. And that's true. God blesses. God blesses the visits of church where the people are hungry. The things of God. And God will feed them at his table. Now, the average Christian, the average church, is not hungry. There's a lack of study, a lack of faithfulness, 
a lack of giving, and a lack of service in general. You know what I'm saying? Why? 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 Oh, you know, you've had a big old rest of your holiday home. I mean, she's got carrots and onions and gravy and all that parts of things. You get home, you work hard all day, you take that. Mashed potatoes, make a big old thing of mashed potatoes, maybe some green beans. You even, you even break out 10 biscuits that time. You're going to feed your family good now. And the whole time you're fixing that meal, your young ones are running in the kitchen. Mama, I'm not there. I'm starving to death. You are concerned about your health. You're increasing, and you're really trying to do what's a big potato for us. And you can bring home the food. And what do you want to like you're sitting there long enough when you had your back turned? They went to the pantry and got a bag of Cheetos or a bag of Doritos. Snuck off in the living room and ate the cheetahs. So when they get to the supper table, they This way, buddy. I don't want to think my people in my Discouraging. 
Well, you know, I'm going to tear it down. So I didn't realize they'd been building for a pretty good little while. So I, I climbed up on the on the banister and looked in the mirror. Little baby birds, and already had a big axe. I'm like, I'm going to tear a bird's nest down. So I'm sitting there looking at the little baby birds. I back off, they couldn't see me, and I take that four by four post and go, and they go, and then they die. Good idea. See, what they thought they thought I was mom, and they were hungry. And mom and the whole time sitting in an old wood tree about 30 or less, I'd have to die fit with some of the little ladies. During the whole mama came, she had a big old worm hanging from her mouth. She flew over there and she went out, and as soon as she flew over there, she just dropped and dropped and dropped. That's what we all need. I mean, at one time, did either one of the little birds come out eating worms? They were happy to So don't come to church and leave here and say, Oh, another salvation message, preacher. Another message on child. Another message on being a I'll tell you more. Yeah. The third thing, I'm going to move on quickly tonight. I'm going to miss. Not only should God visit a helping church, a hungry church, God will visit a helpless church. Now, that don't make sense. Let me explain. Go with me to chapter three. Chapter three. Ruth has been, Ruth in this time from chapter two to three, Boaz has fallen in love with her. And he has to be the one to redeem her. No one else, but someone else can, but he can as well. And it's not a Ruth's hands. Ruth can do nothing for her own redemption. Just like you, you got saved. You can do nothing for your own salvation either. It's a beautiful picture of salvation. It was dependent on her to let Boaz know she was interested. But it was Boaz that had to do the redeeming. Now, for sake of time, we'll, we won't go all the way down. Uh, read verse 1 through 5 when you get home. Go to verse 6. And, and he's out of the threshing floor, and, and Naomi tells her to go make it known what, what you want him to do. And she went down to the floor and did a court of her mother-in-law, Bader. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk with his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the deep corn. She came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. Now, she's not doing anything ungodly here. Just follow along. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself and hold a woman and let his feet. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thy handmaid. Spread that for that skirt over thy handmaid, for thou art the near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou, the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than the beginning. And so much as thou fathers not young men, but the poor rich. And now, my daughter, fear not, I will do to thee all that thou requires. For all the seed of my people doth know that thou art the virtuous woman. In order for Ruth to be redeemed, she had to fully trust in the work of Boaz to redeem her. She was totally helpless to redeem herself, totally dependent on Boaz. Now, I mentioned earlier, Boaz is a type of Christ. Ruth is a type of the church. 
God will bless. And God will visit a church that's totally dependent on him. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of these churches saying they got to figure it out. Oh, no. I'm sick and tired of preachers standing upon their education and their scholarship. Oh, yes. oh. I'm sick and tired of singers trying to be professional and, and hit every note just right. Oh. I've come to the conclusion that after the Baptist church in Salem County, I've already been to the book of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I'm doing now. That our service too can only be performed through the power of strength and Some years ago, I was a member of the New Testament Baptist Church in Canales. I, I went there eight years and served as their youth pastor. And during that time, God opened up lots of doors for evangelism to go off. And I actually preached in about five or six different states during that eight years. And uh, my pastor came to me one day and said, Brother John, our Sunday school teacher is leaving us. I need you to start teaching Sunday school. Now, at that particular time, New Testament Baptist Church is, is a great training church at that time for learning the Bible. I never learned more Bible in other church than I did there. And in my church at that time, we had five other men, five full-grown men who had graduated from Pensacola Bible Institute. In my opinion, the greatest Bible college ever. These guys knew 10,000 times more Bible than I did. And uh, so when my pastor asked me to teach Sunday school, I said, brother, I said, uh, why, why are you asking me? I said, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't get involved in Bible college. I said, if I know anything about that Bible, God showed it to me. I, I didn't know. If I could just let him, I'm like, man, I said, why would you get here? You know what I said? And they were looking at me and telling me to a Bible meeting to be gone. He was next to me preaching. I said, I said, I said, what? He said, he said, I just don't trust you. He said, I think they're here so that when I die, I will only jump that up. And he promised. Now, during that time, Father, there was a lot of noise for me. About every other week, I was preaching in Alabama, South Carolina, Florida. I, I was preaching. It's like, I always do full time games with this man. Now, those guys, nobody was calling in. Well, I started teaching Sunday school. But you got five educated guys in there, you know, more Bible than me. It was intimidating. Okay, so it was very intimidating. And I would get there and start teaching, and they just interrupt the school part, asking me questions and throwing things at me that I've never heard. It got to where it was so bad, I didn't even go to your church. I'm like, oh, these guys, I'm just trying to do it. They were the kingdom upon their, what they knew in their education. 
But on one Sunday, it was a bad Sunday. My family would give me a bit and get ready for church, and I wasn't real happy. And at the end of Sunday school, they just blasted me, and I wasn't happy about that. One guy who was kind of like the leader of the pack, he was a run of a man, he weighed about 145. My light leg was bigger than his whole body. And, and he came up and looked at me, and I said, I said, I shouldn't be here. Do you really believe what you told me? That was the last call. <laughs> I said, Brother, I wanted to tell him, but I didn't believe it. I said, Why am I sitting down here? I said, It's something I've been wanting to ask you. I said, You've got this education. You've got to have another website where you teach people the Bible all across the world. I said, Why don't you teach Sunday schools? I'll give you know, 10,000 times. Here's the Well, I don't want to take the position. I want to be in the position where God calls me. I can leave and go. I said, okay, I got you. I said, why I got you down here? Let me ask you something. I mean, I was on the road. I said, does it really make you and your buddies? Does, does it kind of get under your skin that every time somebody needs somebody to preach around here, they call me? He's like, he's going to back up a little bit. Does it get under your crawl that I'm, I'm turning preachers down because I don't have time to get to the revivals and your calls are on? I said, Does it bother you that Brother Ugly has more confidence in me than he does all of your whole Brother, let me tell you why that is. Explain it, explain it to you. I said, You see, you, you are dependent on what you learn. You, you're the biggest. I said, I'm just a dumb country. Born bed boy from Stanley County. All, all I know is that King James Bible's Word of God, and God saved my soul. Yeah. And I'm just dumb enough to realize that I can't do anything on my own. And if anything's going to be done, it's going to be done by God. If you ever walk up to me now, like you did this morning, I said, God's going to give you a list of blessings and humility. He's going to use me to do it. <laughs> you know what I've done? He left church. Helpless. 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 Need to be helpless. And last of all, we'll close with this one tonight. The last I've tried church, God will visit, is a hopeful church. Hopeful church. Go with me to chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 13. We don't have to say the time. We won't go into all this happened, but Boaz redeems her and they get married. That's what happens in verse 13, chapter 4. So Boaz took Ruth and she took his wife. And when he went unto her, the Lord gave her conception and she bare a son. And the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman. That his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall bend to thee a restorer of thy life and a nourisher of thine old age, for thy daughter in law, which loveth thee, which is better thee than seven sons in the morning. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. And those were 17. And the woman, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. <laughs> They had a son named Obed. You know what Obed means? Worship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what it's the way you mean. I'm about to catch you, turn your name, take you back to the sea. 
home is worship. The Gentile bride marries a Jewish redeemer. And the results is worship. Yeah. <laughs> Worship. This child was a part in the lineage of Jesus Christ. What happens right here is why Joseph and Mary had to go back to Bethlehem to pay the taxes. The return of Christ in the rapture is referred to as, as what? The blessed hope. The blessed hope. It means to be looking, to have hope that he's coming back. Titus 2.13 says, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. God is quick to visit a people that live with the hope of Christ's return. Steadfastly in their hearts and minds and in their actions. Because you see, a person who's looking for Christ is keeping themselves ready. If this church is really hoping Jesus Christ comes back soon, you're going to be busy for it. You're going to be looking for him. You're not going. You're not, not going to be ashamed when he comes back. You're going to be hoping for him. Listen, they're working. They're busy. The Lord's working. There should be a What we do here, what you do here in the church, can't wait to face upon two things: what he has done and what he's yet to do. This faithful move is like past, present, and future. Have you ever thought about that uh, story in the Bible, Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son? Uh, you know, that, if you read it closely, you'll find that father, when he come back, what he tell the old brother, go get the fatty cat. Yeah, that fatty cat. Yeah. You, you know, I ain't, I, I don't raise that one. You can't just take that and solve if that one day. Two days, week. What I understand from people that I know that do this, I think, can't take one, two months without a cat. Now, in one day's time, he had a bad cat. Now, where'd that come from? I think we're paying. Today, his boy said goodbye and walked down the road. He took a cap to the barn and started packing up. You know why? Because he believed at any moment that boy could come back. Any time that boy could come back. So when he comes back, let me ask you something, Ronnie. Right? Don't laugh at the way I ask this. Do you have a panic down? <laughs> Do you keep it back? Oh. Are you keeping yourself ready? Are you hopeful it'll come back this week? The book of Ruth begins with famine, ends with favor. It begins with death, and it ends with life. It begins with heartache, but closes with happiness. The book of Ruth begins with regret, but ends with rejoicing. The book of Ruth begins with walking away from God, and it ends with walking with yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I want God to visit us this week. Mm -hmm. I want when I leave here, your brother Jerry said, Brother John, we've had some good service. God's been, God's been visiting us. Oh. And the very same things that I just showed you from this book of Ruth that cause God to, to visit his church works for an individual too. Yes, you know what a church is made up of? Individuals. 
He wants you helping. He wants you hungry. He wants you helpful, helpless. He wants you hungry for his return. You do that. God will spend time with you. Yeah. God will visit this church. Let's all stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. A musician kind of brother just uh, whatever you want to do. We find a Everybody working here. Whatever you sign to do, that this is your All heads about all eyes closed. Try the best tonight to give you my heart concerning this message. I thought it was a, a good message to start the revival off with because of dealt with the church tonight. Dealt with the church. If, if there's something in the message that stirred your heart, whatever it might be, and God just uh, dealt with you about something. Maybe you found something in, you, in your own life or uh, maybe something you want you'd like to see happen here at this church. Maybe you've got some lost loved ones that you plan on inviting to this church and you want the, the power and presence of God to be here when they come here so they get under conviction. And you really want revival this week for your church and for yourself. Now, maybe we got some people here tonight. You're down there in nowhere, the spiritually speaking. You're down there, it's dry, and it's, and it's just it's a bad place to be. You want to get back to the house of bread and praise. You remember times when you was in the house of bread and praise, but you're not there anymore. And, and you want to just be like, oh, they don't. It's this time to go back. It's time to go back. And you won't be able to miss it. While she's playing, heads bowed, eyes are closed. Won't you come? Do business with God. Ask God to bless the services this week. Ask God to move. Maybe ask God to give you something you need. So someone you know that needs help and you can be the person to give them help. Do you come here hungry? Do you come here looking to be feeding? You pray for your pastor to help feed you good. You just be on Are you looking for him? Are you really? God wants to be near and near every soul in this building. This is a star. This is a star. Oh, <laughs> 